This is Jackets Debrief, a show about Columbus Blue Jackets, the National Hockey League, and part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Welcome to the show this week, everyone. Uh, it is a glorious, glorious Sunday. I am, I am uh, just. This is this is the best. Um, I know that for what some of the content we're going to talk about in the show today, some people aren't like, what are you talking about, Frank? What's going on? Well, folks, today memories have been made. Life is good. Um, we're going to get to the Blue Jackets stuff here in a second, but we're going to have a quick conversation about, well, start, well first we're going to start with Beer of the Week, then we'll have other conversations. Beer of the Week this week, Lagunitas Daytime IPA. Um, it is uh, a pretty light beer, four percent. Um, it's a uh, you know, it's an IPA. So we're going to see how this goes. We're going to see how this tastes today. Good stuff. Definitely has a scent of an IPA. That little touch of sweetness that makes you think, ooh, very light. That bad boy. Put a lot of head on there. Hmm. Very nice. Kind of sweet scent. Hmm. Only got some head on that one. That's a good IPA. Um, as longtime listeners know, I'm not a huge IPA fan, but that's a good IPA. Not too bitter. Uh, you get a little touch of that bitterness in the roof of your mouth, but not enough to overpower the beer. So that's good. All right. Where we're starting off this week, folks. Um, the elephant in the room is the PLD stuff. The Pierre Luc Dubois stuff. It is not great, uh, as far as being a Blue Jackets fan, as far as the PLD stuff, but we're going to start today. By me sharing some stories, sharing some personal things to try and put this in perspective as far as how sports fits into our lives. Today, the Cleveland Browns clinched a playoff spot for the first time since I was a senior in high school. If you're watching the video version of this, you know that that was a while ago. If you're not watching the video version of this, that was 2002. And I'm much older than I was then. It was glorious. It's a glorious thing. It is magical. Um, I mean, it, it's 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 great. I'm so excited for it. They're they're making a playoff appearance. This will be the first time the Browns have been in the playoffs since my daughter has been alive. Um, and, and so there's this feeling of it being a memory. Uh, I remember. For those of you who are unaware, the Cleveland Browns have been bad for a very, very long time. And a couple of seasons ago, after their uh, season where they went 0-16, they did not win a game. Uh, I went down to a local um, bar uh, for their Thursday night game against the New York Jets. The team was 0-1-1 at that point. And uh, early in the game, then-quarterback Tyrod Taylor got knocked out uh, with a concussion. And I was down there with the local Browns backers. 
and uh, which is just, I mean, so pretty much it was a bar full of Browns fans. And when Baker Mayfield came in, there was kind of this Bronx cheer. Um, you know, people were just kind of like, oh, yeah, the first round pick. Oh, yeah. And he throws his first pass and he completes it. And you hear, ah, and there was kind of this, this feeling. We've all been in that place where some people you're kind of, there's a little bit of a legitimate cheer, but at the same time, you're like, oh, yeah, he's, you know, we don't really know what we're getting into yet. And then he completes the next pass. Then they keep going down the field. Then they score a touchdown. And then they go for a two-point conversion, run a version of the Philadelphia special where essentially it's a a reverse play, and then they throw it to the quarterback who gets the two-point conversion. The place is going nuts. It's crazy. And for me, that is my first real memory of watching a game Baker Mayfield played when I am rooting for Baker Mayfield. And so it's in my head. There's that memory with all those people. Let me tell you another story. A couple of years back, uh, took my daughter to a Blue Jackets game, and it was one of those like late November, early December ones where they were doing, hey, drop off a toy, we'll give you tickets to an upcoming game. And I thought, hey, that's cool. I'm a quarter season ticket holder, so maybe I'll get t- tickets to an extra game. That'll be cool. Go up. We give the toy. I mean, you, you don't give the toy to get the tickets, but they, they say they're doing it anyway, so whatever. You take the tickets. They give me the tickets. I look at them, and I'm like early January against the, the Oilers. Oh, okay. I mean, the Oilers probably on a big draw in central Ohio. So I kind of get it. We go inside. I look up on my ticket app and realize, Oh, I've already got tickets to that game. Oh, well, I guess I'll sell those. Cause these are nicer. Cause when the blue jackets give away tickets, they tend to be in the lower bowl. Lo and behold, when that January came around, that game against the Oilers was game 16, the final game of the win streak. And because I took my daughter to the game where I was like, hey, we're giving this toy. Oh, look, that's nice. They're giving us tickets. It was kind of like this. Hey, you know, you can come to the, the other game with me, the one where we do this. And I remember, because the Blue Jackets had a lead in that game in the third. And I remember me and her standing up in the, you know, we're in the bottom. We're in the, you know, I think it was section like 110 or 112 or something. We're pretty far down. And we're standing in the whole building, 17,000 strong at this point, 18,000 strong. It's a sellout because they're on this winning streak is all chanting. We want 16. We want 16. And it was awesome. There was that energy, just that sheer energy. And you could feel it. And I love that memory. And that's a memory. I, I, my daughter was a couple years younger. I don't know how well she remembers it but I'll remember it forever. And I'll tell her that story forever. Whenever we're watching the jackets, when she's an adult and she's moved out of my house and then she comes back sometime or I go to her place and we're watching the jackets for some reason, or we go to a game. If that ever comes up or, or even some other time I might, I might tell her that story. Or if she has, you know, someday if she has kids, I'll tell them that story. Why? Because it's this awesome memory. It's this awesome communal experience we get when we have sports. And that's, that was what's happening right now for Browns fans. They're getting that moment. There was this cool moment on Twitter. I saw someone had taken video in downtown Cleveland because we're in the midst of this pandemic. So people like people aren't crowding into bars the same way they normally would. And they aren't at the stadium the way they normally would be. But there were cars driving around downtown Cleveland and people intentionally driving slower and just honking their horns and waving Browns flags out the door and out the windows. And that's amazing. That's wonderful stuff. That is why we are sports fans for those moments. 
Like my Blue Jackets fans, we all remember the upset of Tampa. That was amazing. The 16-game winning streak. That was awesome. These are those communal moments we are sports fans for. And that's what you need to remember. We're not sports fans because, oh, well, when we win a championship, that's when I'll be happy. That's not what this is about. Yes, you want to win a championship. You want your team to win championships. But you want your team to be part of what creates those moments. So Because there's those awesome communal moments sports gives you that nothing else gives you. It, it's really this, this weird... Um, um, spontaneous moment of sheer exuberation and joy. It's so different from everything else. I mean, I know people, I mean, there are people, you go to a rock concert. It's a great time. You go to, to, to other types of shows. You are involved in stuff yourself. I mean, even, even as someone who is a Christian and studied religion, you have religion that does things, but because of that unique moment where it is, spontaneous no one knows what's going to happen there isn't a plan there isn't an act three that everyone knows what happens there isn't we're going to close with this hymn that everybody loves it is completely unknown what will happen in that moment when me and my daughter when we got those tickets to that oilers game neither of us looked at each other and i never would have looked at somebody and said hey the jackets will be on a 16 they will be they will be on a 15 game winning streak going into that the whole league will be talking about them you will see them on news broadcasts across the globe cuz i remember that they were on random like i think it was like turkish news stations were talking about the blue jackets because they were on that streak it was crazy it was amazing so that's that's the context of of sports fandom there we're going to hear a quick words from our friends of the Hockey Podcast Network, and then we're going to talk PLD. Because I feel like being in the right mindset to talk about what's happening with PLD, especially with a fan base like ours that is so jaded from the Artemi Panarin and Sergei Bobrovsky and Matt Duchesne stuff, I really feel like have being you, us all being in the right mindset together is helpful for discussing this in a useful way. So I'll be right back in a second here, folks. I'm going to enjoy this lovely beer from the folks at Lagunitas. Uh, I'll be right back. Did you know that your favorite band also loves your favorite hockey team? If you love hockey and you love music, you're going to love Bar Down Breakdown, a podcast that explores the crossover between alternative music and the sport we love, hockey. Every NHL player wants to be in a band. And every band guy wants to be an, 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 you know, a pro athlete. With guests from all over the globe, come along with us as we interview some of the most captivating names in alternative music and talk about why we love hockey and how it's influenced us. You know, there was a, for a few seconds, I thought, like, well, maybe we should wear a Montreal jersey. Then the NHL was like, mm, I think you should stay neutral. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, yeah, you know what? You're probably right. So tune in every Tuesday on the Hockey Podcast Network where we'll have a brand new guest and a unique look into the bridge between hockey and music. Welcome back, everyone. Um, <clears throat> Dustin here, he knows what's up, talking about the the first playoff when the Jackets was had at home. Dude was there. That's what this stuff's about. That That's what we're talking about here. Um, another moment that comes to my mind, when I was in high school, uh, me and my younger brother 
I was 16. He was, what would he have been? 14 at the time or so. We were at uh, Cleveland Brown Stadium at the time. For the first time, the Browns beat the Ravens. And it was nuts. The place was nuts. People, as, as we were leaving, these two high schoolers who grew up very conservative were walking in the in the in the uh, tunnels as Browns fans are chanting um, chanting things about the Ravens that I will not repeat on the show. <laughs> but we were cracking up and having a good time, and everybody around us was drunk. Neither one of us was anywhere close to drinking age or even smoking age. But again, that's that's the thing. That's the context here, folks. Sports isn't just, oh, I like to watch sports. I like to watch guys make awesome plays. I really get into the strategy. It's about those memories built around it. In that context, let's get into the news this week. So, it comes out this week, and it all happened quick, that Pierre-Luc Dubois apparently had requested a trade out of Columbus. For Blue Jackets fans, this is heartbreaking. Because uh, we've wanted this number one center forever. And finally, things start looking like they're going in the right direction. We have our number one center in PLD. We've got a number two center in Max Domi. We've got one of the best top pairs in the game. We've got two good goalies. Things are looking up. This news hurts Blue Jackets fans. Um, and I'm going to use this moment to to say this. Guys, just because we don't like news... <laughs> isn't a reason to be like, Pierre LeBron's a liar. Pierre LeBron just makes stuff up to stir it up. No, that's not what these guys do. They have sources. They have people they talk to. They get information. Now, I don't know these guys' specific processes on how they do it. My guess is before they go with something like a trade request, they probably got it from one person and then got and then confirmed it in the second place. That's my guess as to how that reporting process works. I know that when you're talking about things like confidential sources for newspapers for like big stories about things like politics or whatever, they have their if they have a somebody who's going to stay anonymous, that person's identity will be known to the publisher or to the editor. So the editor kind of can vet things and know things. So so it's not completely out of left field. When they started saying it, there there, there was at least some smoke there. Um, which made me think, okay, either he wants a trade or he did at one point or another team thinks he wants traded, that sort of thing. So the stories come out. Um, then the story, then today the Blue Jackets do their media availability for the, before the start of training camp. Yarmo Kekalainen says some very interesting things. Uh, one being by, from his view, he says there wasn't any friction in the negotiations. Uh, apparently, the contracts they offered, they offered a two-year, three-year, and eight-year contract to Pierre-Luc Dubois, which that tells you very specifically what the Blue Jackets want. For those of you not into the ins and outs of how uh, hockey, free agency, and whatnot works, essentially, Pierre-Luc Dubois remains an unrestricted free agent for the next four years. What that means is that Pierre-Luc Dubois can negotiate with other teams, but essentially, if he signs a deal with them, the Blue Jackets have the right to match it. Um, he can't just say, I'm going to go sign with whoever I want. The Blue Jackets essentially have the right of first refusal. They can trade his rights. They can do all sorts of things. So that two- and three-year contract, the two-year one that he did sign, essentially, now that he's signed it, there's still two years after that the Blue Jackets have uh, those restricted free agent rights where they can essentially, again, write a first refusal on any contract. 
The eight-year deal tells you that the Blue Jackets said, you know what, if you want to be here for a long time, we want you here for a long time. Now, I'm not sure. I mean, nobody, because when they asked Pierre-Luc about it, he said, you know what, we had private conversations. I want those to stay private. We don't know what his thinking is on why he wants out of Columbus. We don't know if it's about a specific person, about a specific coach. The amount of speculation that this is either something to do with Yarmo's negotiating style or that it has to do with John Tortorella is vast. And if that's how you want to think with what happened, there's lots of people who will engage uh, the engage in the speculation of that. I'm not going to. I don't know. There's a hundred reasons somebody might want to move from a, to a different city. Right now, the guy's 22. Um, I mean, maybe something's going to happen. And so, I mean, that's that's how to think of it right now. Now, in context of how the show started, something I want to say. Let's say that Pierre-Luc Dubois does get traded. He does the remaining two years of this contract, and we trade him. From a fan side, Pierre-Luc Dubois was here for the winning streak. Pierre-Luc Dubois was here for the upset of the Lightning. Pierre-Luc Dubois was here for that awesome series against Toronto in the bubble. Pierre-Luc Dubois will be here for whatever's happening in the next two years. There is a lot gained from just having a player like that on your team. What I'm going to say is a taking is going to be looking at the CBJ fan base and saying, guys, fifth line, take a breath. Relax for a minute. Pierre-Luc Dubois is under team control for four more years. That's a long time. Considering that this idea of him wanting to be traded just apparently came up in the last couple of months, things may change in four years. Now, they might not, but the fact that you have him under team control for four years means that if Yarmo reaches a point where he's like, I'm not going to be able to re-sign this guy to a long-term deal, you've still got time to trade him and get something. Or you may even, Yarmo may look at it and go, you know what? If I think I have the team that I think I might be able to win with, Let's take the next four years and go for it. That's a possibility. And if it is, it's not the worst one. It's not the worst idea in the world to just go for it and try and win. But four years is a long time to sit back and wait. I mean, two years. What he's actually under contract for is a long time. We don't know what's going to happen next. These guys, we don't know where they're at in their lives. Pierre-Luc Dubois is 22. He's 22. Who at 22 is like, yeah, this is where I want to settle for my whole life. Now, maybe he stays two years. And at 24, maybe life is different. I know the dude has a girlfriend. I'm not going to speculate if he gets married or whatever. But I mean, if if somebody starts a family, maybe their ideas on things change. Maybe they don't. What I'm here to tell Blue Jackets fans is you got two years left that he's going to be on contract. So we know we've got two years of him right now. If anything, what this last year has taught us is not to take for granted what you've got in front of you. I remember the night when everything shut down for COVID, um, when there was that shutdown in the NBA. I had a hockey game on in front of me. It was Oilers and somebody, I forget who. But I had it on and I was watching it. My wife was like, do you actually care who's playing in that game? And I said, here's the thing. Once this game is over, I don't know when I'm going to see another hockey game. The games in the bubble, I had that same approach. I watched them, and I was watching them and enjoying them. And I said, the reason I'm really into these is I don't know when I'm going to get more hockey. 
at this point, the Blue Jackets have a number one center. We're going to have him for this year. We're probably going to have him for next year. I would be stunned if he's traded before these two years because, again, Yarmo's got another contract after that to trade him. So I, if it was me guessing, if I was putting odds on it, I, I would say maybe a 5% chance he's traded before the two years on this contract is up. Considering he's got two more UF RFA deals after that, honestly, if he's going to get traded, it either happens after this two-year deal or after this two-year deal, he signs one more one-year deal, and then he's traded. That's what I could see. I, I would be stunned if we don't get two more years of him. I would be moderately surprised if we don't have three. That's how I'll put my terms on it here. And if you're a Blue Jackets fan, here's the thing, guys. Let's take a look at where we're at with Cap Friendly. Because if if y'all remember a few years back, there was uh, an interview Yarmo Kekalainen gave where he said, our window is just opening. Here's the window right now. Two years from now, we have got to re-sign uh, Max Domi, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Seth Jones, Zach Wierenski, Elvis Merz-Lincolns, Jonas Corposalo. Those are the big pieces. That's not even counting that we have to do an Oliver Bjorkstrand deal before that. But those are the core pieces on this team, especially PLD, Jones, Wierenski, and one of the goalies. This is the chance to go for something. Honestly, at this point, now that the information is out about the trade or the attempted trade, I almost wonder if ownership, if this team is close come trade deadline, if they're going to be more likely to say, let's take on salary. Let's let's do something if we need to, if we think we've got a chance to win this year. Because that's, that's where it's at, guys, right now. Right now, enjoy it. This is a team that's made the playoffs four straight years. This is a team that, you know, in the last two years, uh, two years ago when they lost to Boston, Boston went on to the Boston going to the Cup final that year. I don't think they did. I think I'm thinking this wrong. But last year they lost to the Cup champion, and that was after they had uh, what was it the five overtime game after having to played a crazy five game series against Toronto before. This is a team that's on the cusp. This is a team that if they make the playoffs, things can fall right. Look at who this division is this year. Who's the big bads in the division? You got Tampa Bay. You got Carolina. I think this team, I think this Blue Jackets team can be either one of them in a seven-game series, especially a seven-game series in hockey because hockey is so crazy and weird and strange. So what I'm here to tell Blue Jackets fans is step back from that ledge, my friend. Anyway, uh, step back from the ledge. Relax. Enjoy this season. This isn't the Artemi Panarin situation. This isn't, oh no, his contract is up at the end of the year and we have a decision we have to make right now and then they go all for it right then. It's not that situation at all. This isn't, honestly, this isn't even Rick Nash because that's a good beer. The more I'm drinking this, the more I'm enjoying it. I'd recommend this bad boy. Again, Lagunitas Daytime. I would, I would recommend that boy. All right. This isn't even the Rick Nash situation. Because the Rick Nash situation, you had this star who had done years and years of losing. 
we don't have that with PLD. We've got a guy who had one contract negotiation, and now things seem to have changed a little bit. In what is the weirdest year any of us have ever lived in. I'm sure I say that, and then somebody's going to comment with, well, uh, Frank, I had this one year, and the aliens came for me. I don't know what you would say. But again, this is a strange time. If you're Yarmo, something I've been saying for a long time now, if you listen to the show, when you have time, take it. You've got the number one center. Other, I, I see other fan bases tweeting about what they want to trade to get PLD. It makes me laugh because whenever they tweet something, my first thought is, that's all you want to give us? No. Not when we have this much control for this long. If this was the last year he was an RFA and next year he was going to be a UFA, maybe the story is ch- different, but it's not right now. Let's take time. Let's get through this season. What's going to be a crazy shortened COVID season. Let's get to May and summer. Let's see how the world changes back once we start getting uh, vaccines in arms. Let's see how that goes. Let's see what PLD is like when he see when he gets back to a season of, hey, I'm going to have a season where I'm not living in Derek Savard's house. And maybe I can do things around town. Or maybe, you know, we have dinner with the Atkinsons or the Felinos, or we do this or that. Maybe there's something different. Maybe this changes. Don't rush it. Take time. Take your time with it. And Blue Jackets fans, same way. Guys, sit back and relax. Maybe if you're going to get a PLD jersey, maybe go Wierenski. I think Wierenski is more likely they're going to have long-term. Uh, the Atkinson jersey is the one the one sure bet right now because uh, we've got him through 24-25. So that's the one guy on the roster long-term. After that, maybe Nyquist because we've got him for three years. Uh, but that's, that's the one thing. As far as being a Blue Jacks fan that I'd say, eh, be careful of, which is maybe don't buy a PLD jersey right away because you might not like it. Although I think Fanatics does that jersey assurance thing, so maybe that would be too big a deal. But yeah, calm down, guys. It's going to be all right. Let's let's ride this bad boy out. It, let's, it, it's, it's, it's been a curve, but let's, let's relax. Let's see what happens. I, I, think, I think we're in an... It's not the best thing. I mean, obviously, that's not what you wanted to hear. You wanted it to be an eight-year deal and for PLD to be like, I love it. I want to be here forever. But let's take our time. Let's see what happens. And hey, if you're one of the people who gets to go to a game, if they let people go to games, or next season, do not boo him. Okay? Let's not do that. Let's not get into that stupid crap. Dude's 22. He's making decisions. He says, I'm going to be a good teammate. I'm going to come in and play. They got a contract done. Let's make him feel loved here in Columbus. That's the big thing. Make him feel loved. Now, I'm not. Uh, that may not keep him, but again, there's no reason to be crappy because somebody doesn't always like your team. Again, for him, it's a job. It's a job for him. If if somebody, if if you worked at a, I'm trying to think of some. If you worked at a Chipotle and you were like a manager at Chipotle, and you're like, you know what? The the franchiser for the McDonald's, he said he's going to offer me more money in this and that. I think I'm going to go work there. I'm not going to come up to you and be like, boo, I don't like McDonald's as much as I like Chipotle. I get it. It's a different feeling because he feels like he's rejecting us. It's, it's not that. The guy's probably got other reasons that we're not thinking of. So be cool about stuff. Be cool, guys. One other thing before I go, if you're looking for some cool hockey stuff to, uh, to wet your whistle as we get into the uh, – as we wait for the season to start, 
um, as we get into the end of the season to start it here. Let's remember that, uh, or something I wanted to, to throw out there. Um, obviously, you can always check out all the shows on the Hockey Podcast Network. We've got shows for all the teams. So if you want to get a little more acclimated to uh, to all the different teams that we're going to have in the Central, go to the thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. You can see all the different shows there. We've got just shows for everybody. Uh, the other cool hockey thing I saw this week that I'd recommend to everybody, the website Aesthetics which is all about uniforms and, and logos and all that cool stuff. They've launched a YouTube channel, and my initial impressions are I am impressed by it. It is very cool, very neat. Um, yeah, really cool. I'm a big fan of it. So uh, it's, it's a higher-end quality finish than I thought it would be uh, from what I've seen in the past there. But I, I thought it was really good. So anyway, guys, main takeaway this week, enjoy the experiences while they're here and while they're coming. Don't be too concerned about the PLD stuff right now because, again, we've got time. If anything, we've got time on this. So relax, guys. Stay safe out there. Enjoy yourselves. Have a nice beverage. Go Blue Jackets. And as long as they're in it, I'll say this until, until we're done. Go Browns. Thank you very much for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for however you get into the show. And have a great night. Please subscribe to the show, follow us on Twitter at Jackets Debrief, and thank you for listening.